it's Destiny. Welcome back. Today we're reading The Book Itch. Freedom, Truth, and Harlem's Greatest Bookstore. It's by Vonda Michelle Nelson. This house is packed with all the facts about all the blacks all over the world. That's what it says above our door. We own this place, this house, the National Memorial African Bookstore. It's our home. Just about, because we spend so much time here. On weekends and in the summer, I ride my bike to the store and help Dad. I get to carry the signs out in the morning and put flags of African countries in holders near the curb. All kinds of people come to the 2107 7th Avenue. Kids and grown-ups, black folks and white folks, writers and politicians, artists and teachers, even famous people and actors and musicians from the Apollo Theater visit our bookstore. Sometimes it's so busy you can hardly get inside. One day, a crowd bigger than usual is packed around the door. I squeeze through and put my bike up. This is my boy Louie, Dad says. I look up. It's... It's Muhammad Ali. He's so tall. I have to lean my head way back to see his face. I feel his big boxer's fingers close over mine. It's like shaking hands with a giant. I can't think of anything to say. Mr. Ali pushes up my chin. I guess my mouth was hanging wide open. He and my dad are laughing at me, but I don't care. I just met the heavyweight champion of the world. Dad opened his bookstore in Harlem Square way before I was born. Mom says that he started out with five books. Five books and a mission. She says that he had something in his heart that he believed in so much that he'd do just about anything to make it happen. Dad says that he got the book itch and needed to scratch it. Back then, he'd walk up 7th Avenue and on to 125th, selling books straight out of a pushcart. Don't get took. Read a book, he'd call. When Dad went to the bank to borrow money to open a bookstore for black people, the banker said, no, sir. Dad said, he said that Dad could have a loan to sell fish and chips or fried chicken, but not books. The banker told him, black people don't read. My dad believed that they would, and he washed windows, saved his pennies, and he opened the bookstore. He was right. People came and they read. Now we have about a zillion books in the store, and more people come in every day. They come and they talk, they read and they buy. Dad doesn't have to sell on the street now, but sometimes we do anyway. Dad says that he wants to reach people who might not know about the bookstore. People who don't know how important books are. We push the cart, calling, Knowledge is power! You need it every hour! Read a book. Dad made that up, just like he made up the sign over the store. 
He plays with words until they say what he feels. I guess that makes him a poet. Dad's name is the same as mine, Lewis McCoe. But people call him Professor, even though he didn't go to school much. Dad says that he doesn't have college knowledge. He educated himself by reading books and by living. He says, you are not necessarily a fool because you didn't go to school. Can I stay home and read books and learn by living, I asked. You go on to school, Dad says. There are things you can learn from your teachers. But don't you stop thinking for yourself. And don't you stop asking questions. Me and my dad talk about important things. Things like truth and what it means to be free. Dad says books can help you. Not every book is true, he says. But the more you read, the easier it is to figure out for yourself what is true. Dad lets people read books without buying them. There's a boy who reads in the store every Saturday, like it's a library. Dad says books will help him clear the weeds and plant the seeds so that he'll succeed. Like I said, Dad's a poet. Customers stay as long as they want, even if it's past closing time. Dad never makes them leave like the other stores do. Sometimes Dad locks up so late that he's too tired to even come home. He just sleeps there with all his books. I don't always understand his poetry, but I do like the sound of Dad's words. He calls the bookstore the house of common sense and the home of proper propaganda. Mom says that that means the bookstore is a place to find good information and ideas. People come for more than just books. They come to talk and to listen. When me and my dad set up the raised platform outside the store, people crowd around. They know there's going to be a rally. News spreads fast. Some people find out from flyers. Most folks hear it through the grapevine. I like to stand on the platform and look out. People. People everywhere. There's some squad cars, too. Dad jokes, anytime there's more than three people, black people congregate, the police get nervous. People come to hear talk about fighting for the same rights as white people, talk about jobs and voting, about how black folks should respect and support each other. People shout angry words. They kid around and laugh. Sometimes I don't get why they're mad or what's so funny. Dad talks to the crowd from the platform, too. He says black people need to learn their history by reading books. If you don't know and you ain't got no dough, then you can't go and that's for show. The days Mr. Malcolm X speaks, lots of people come. When we first met Mr. Malcolm, he shook my hand and gave me a kind smile. He and my dad are friends. Mr. Malcolm even gets mail at the store. He loves books as much as we do. He says that we could spend, he could spend the rest of his life reading just to satisfy his curiosity. When Mr. Malcolm comes to the store, he sits way in the back room and talks with Dad about what he's going to say before climbing onto the platform. The crowd claps and cheers so much Mr. Malcolm has to wait for a long time for them to get quiet before he can say anything. Then, when he does, they get all riled up again. I remember one time he said, 
Nobody can give you freedom. Nobody can give you equality or justice or anything. If you're a man, you take it. And that really got them going. There are bodyguards watching out for Mr. Malcolm. When I asked Daddy why, he said, Malcolm speaks the truth, and there are people who don't want us to hear it. One cold day, I'm down at Rockefeller Center, ice skating with my friends. When Dad comes to me, he says, Hurry now, gotta get to the Audubon Ballroom. Malcolm's expecting me. I jump in the car, and Dad took me home. Then he speeds off toward the ballroom. While I'm doing my homework, Mom got a phone call. She covers her face and turns away. Mom hangs up and looks at me. Malcolm? Her eyes were wet. She can't talk for a minute. Someone shot him when he stood up to give his speech. I can't breathe. Mom opens her arms and I run to her. Don't worry, she says. Your father's coming home. In, out. I'm breathing again. Later, I hear Dad's key in the door. He hugs Mom and me and sags into his chair, takes off his glasses and cleans them. At last, he says. When I got to the ballroom, everyone was rushing out, screaming and hollering. I went inside, and there he was, lying dead. Dad kind of shivers. I was supposed to be sitting right beside him. I'm glad he wasn't. I'm sad they killed Mr. Malcolm, but I'm glad my dad is all right. I'm glad I went skating and my dad came to get me. I'm glad. After I go to bed, dad sits in the living room, crying in the dark. I never heard dad cry before and I don't know what to do. I can't keep from crying too. In the morning, dad comes to my room. He looks tired, but okay. He sits on the edge of my bed and pets my forehead. Malcolm used to say, if you're not willing to die for it, put the word freedom out of your vocabulary dad said they think they got rid of him but people won't forget louis his words will never leave us words that's why people need our bookstore maybe someday i'll believe in something so much that i'll have the itch to make it happen for now i read books i ask questions i listen to the people on the platform outside and i talk with my dad about the truth here at the National Memorial African Bookstore. The end. I hope that you enjoyed this story. It's uh, really tough to listen to at some points, but it's important that you know the true history and that you follow that itch and do something great with your life. Hope you have a great day. Thanks for listening. Bye! Hi, I just wanted to let you know that I created a Gmail account so that you could send me emails. I would love to hear where you're listening from. Anything that you would like to tell me, I'm open to to reading your emails about it. And also, if you have any book recommendations, I would love to hear them. I'm going to let you know what it is right now. Are you ready? It's the title of the podcast, Beloved Children's Books at gmail.com. Again, beloved children's books at gmail.com. I hope to hear from you soon.